Welcome back to the Phases Podcast. I'm your host, Maddie. My front door is open. Why? It's not like wide open. Should I close it? Fuck, give me a second. Okay, I'm back. It's closed. You know, I really wasn't gonna get up and close it, but if my girlfriend listened to this and she knew I left it cracked and unlocked, she would probably leave me. So, um, there's that. Anyway, welcome back. This is, uh, episode... What episode is this? Five? (gasps) Five? Four? Five. Girl, I don't even know. Four? I think it's four. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. But, um, regardless, social media episode. I hinted at it. I teased about it. Um, all along the last episode with the Q&A. By the way, I hope that that doesn't fall on deaf ears and, you know, whatever. Um... The, the stories that I shared are very near and dear to my heart that I really have never talked about before. This kind of vulnerability um, about comparison in my childhood and just real, real, real toxic shit. Um, not only was it hard to admit to you all, but it was very hard to admit to myself that that was what my childhood was like. So um, hold that closer to your heart than you do all the other silly shit that I say because um that was hard that was hard to admit so any fucking ways social media episode where the comparison just continues um I don't really know how to kick this one off besides I just want to preface this um, because I think I want to name this pros and cons social media edition probably not the edition because it just kind of is redundant but um (laughs) whatever basically I want to do a series of pros and cons on different things so I know I want to do social media I want to do um different emotions like anger um grief or like guilt um resentment I don't know I want to do pros and cons of the different things that are ego um things that are seen as bad that aren't always necessarily you know we don't give them credit for both sides and vice versa like we don't always see the bad we only see the good um so I want to do pros and cons like series throughout this whole thing the first one will be today Um, with social media, because I think we have to understand that as toxic as it can be, it is also a tool. It is also one of our biggest assets um, as a generation. And I think what I want to, I want the listeners to understand is that I'm coming from a perspective of someone who grew up with social media. I think that I'm not going to be touching on, like, Facebook and shit because that's where I hate to break it to you. That's... (laughs) If you're in my generation and you're constantly on Facebook, there's... There's something off. Because that app is not fun and you know it. So I don't really know what's happening. Anyway, 
I'm coming from a perspective of someone who grew up with social media, who didn't just hop on it when they were 30 um, or even 20. Like, I had Instagram in middle school. So it's like the most delicate age, right? The most transformative age um, and time of your life is when I was introduced and most of this generation was introduced to social media. So the teaching, the pros and cons of these things are ingrained in us. We have grew up with them. So I think it's important to note that I will have a whole different point of view on aspects of social media than someone who got Facebook when they were 26 and, you know, whatever. I... (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, there was people who had different forms of social media younger than me. Like, I mean, I don't know... I don't know how you could have social media younger than middle school. But I'm sure even still in today's generation, just younger than me, I'm sure there are like little fifth graders running around with an Instagram page or a Twitter feed. Like, that blows my mind. But that's a whole, I think that's a different discussion. But I just wanted to point out that the perspective you're hearing today is from someone who has grown up with social media and social media kind of came to be while I was also coming to be if that makes any sense so um I think I want to start by should we take a break (laughs) I always do this I never know when to like start the episode and when to like whatever let's take a break and then um I guess we'll just jump into it, huh? Social media episode, woohoo! <laughs> hey, um, it's your future host, Maddie. Um, I'm popping in. Because some crazy shit happened, and it needs to be talked about. So I pre-recorded this episode before I went to Nashville, aka before Mercury went retrograde, and um, <laughs> which explains, you know, the fucking bug, and um, basically we took out Instagram and Facebook, and I think maybe a few other apps for a day, and it is a very, like, spectacular thing that happened and it's like how does everyone's Instagram and everyone's Facebook go down for a day it is very interesting but um the response that I was seeing from people was like they lost a baby I was like it's a day folks you can go without Facebook for a day you can go without seeing people's Instagram feeds for a day Um, I remember when I got on my Instagram and I was trying to post something to my spam account and it wasn't working and um, I was like, okay, well, I guess I guess I'll go to Twitter, which I think is what everybody did. And looking back now, it's kind of like, why couldn't I just said, okay, let's just 
get off my phone maybe maybe mercury's trying to tell me to communicate with the human beings around me i don't know um <laughs> whatever but i just wanted to come out in here and say that that is something that i want to keep note of um it's just a nugget of information that i want you to think about during this episode because i think it's important to recognize like just how big of a deal it was when it was down for literally one day one day I just think it is something to definitely take note of and I couldn't miss out on talking about it on the social media episode what did you do when Instagram and Facebook were down were you like flipping shit did you just immediately jump ship and go to another um social media app and why do you think you did that because for me I think I just was so I was ready for that daily dose of non-reality and when I wasn't getting I was like okay well I'll just hop somewhere else and that was really not great of me um whatever (laughs) can't change it now but definitely something to look at definitely something to analyze for yourself what the fuck did you do and how did you react and how did the people around you react because I know for me they're like oh my god I was like shit it's not I mean it's not the end of the world (laughs) um but yeah that's just wanted to come on here and say that it will be past me taking over now um so let her get into this episode bye y'all welcome back I think I want to start this episode by coming clean about my own pressures in social media and how I've kind of tried my hardest to overcome them or at least be more present with them, at least be more aware of when it happens. So for me, my biggest challenge is Instagram. That is my biggest, she is like my biggest issue. And um, I think it's because, and we'll get into the, the logistics of every app, or at least the apps that I use. Um... She is the one that's always constantly trying to sell me something, right? I'm going to I'm going to talk about what I equate certain apps to. And Instagram for me is the new magazine, right? It's all aesthetic, um interspersed with ads, very pretty people, um but ultimately they're trying to sell you something. They're trying to sell an idea. They're trying to sell a body type. They're trying to sell a product. Um, They're trying to sell a destination. Like, Instagram is not where you go to feel any sort of peace. (laughs) Instagram for me is, um, it's my biggest challenge. It's the one where I feel the most pressure it's the one where I I feel the most pressure from other people and I put the most pressure on myself. And I'm really not quite sure why it is. It's probably because I literally grew up with it. So um, I think it holds 
maybe I feel as though it holds more value than people who jumped on when they were 35 think it does, right? Um, And I'm starting to learn that it really doesn't mean anything. But it's my biggest challenge. It's the place where I feel the most ingenuine and um, the most like I need to sell people something. It's where I feel like I'm selling a version of myself and I'm trying to basically morph into what people want to see wearing the clothes people want to see me wear and um posing a certain way looking a certain way having a certain vibe it's where I just I feel the most slimy on fucking Instagram um but uh So I just felt like I needed to say that first. I also want to address this this thing that just shows how multifaceted Instagram is. Something called the Finsta. People have taken it upon themselves with the understanding. We're all at this mutual understanding that Instagram holds so much weight for reasons that are unbeknownst to me. Um, (laughs) But we're all under this same impression. We all get this same sort of pressure from Instagram. And I know that because most of my generation has something like a Finsta, has something like a spam account, where they can be more authentic. It normally houses anything from, I only have like, I think 26 people on mine. I only know that because I think I looked at it yesterday. Um, Give or take a few numbers. But I only have like 20, 30 something people on there. They could range from 30 to 200, but it's nothing like 2,000, right? Which still isn't shit, but whatever. Um, (laughs) I need to point that out about Instagram. Because it's not just me. And that's how I know that it isn't just me. That's how I know that I'm not the only one pretending. I'm not the only one with this um, certain upkeep. And even if you're not being, like, super fake on Instagram or just selling this complete story that isn't fucking true at all, um, you could be using it as a, a business situation. So it's not always that you're going on there and posting, you know, superficial pictures of yourself and showing your highlight reel and going just to have your god complex you also could be using it you know if you want to be a model or a musician or an artist or a a a fucking podcaster you couldn't be using it as a like a business decoy so you're not gonna be posting um as many of the raw moments because just like everyone else you're trying to sell something. You're just trying to sell 
something different. So don't think I'm excluding you, you little musicians and you little, you little business people, you little entrepreneurs. I'm talking about you too because you're being just as fake but in a different way. You're trying to sell something too. It's just um, it may not be as superficial, but you're definitely still trying to sell something. And I get all that from the simple, my interpretations of it at least, and the spam accounts, the fake Instagrams, where people go to talk to their 50-some-odd friends to post the more authentic version of themselves. Because I'm not going to say it's the real raw them. Um, I have one, and like I said, I only have... 20, 30 people on there, and I still, I'm not giving them my full story. They don't know what happens in my day-to-day life. They know a hell of a lot more than my real Instagram does. They see a hell of a lot more. I think they understand me a hell of a lot more. I trust them a hell of a lot more, but they're still not seeing the whole picture. And I think it's so crazy because we're all under the same impression So I think that's why I wanted to air that out first and just let you know that like this is a safe fucking space that if you do these things too, don't worry, I already know you do. I already know you do because I do it, especially just this generation. Now, if I look at my mom's Instagram, my mom doesn't give a fuck what's going on on Instagram. My mom doesn't care about a feed or aesthetics or (laughs) any of that dumb shit. She doesn't care about how good her caption is, or whatever filter she uses, or how she tags a certain person. Um, She does not give a fuck. And so I think that's why I'm talking to a certain generation here. But I do think that if you aren't in this current generation, you should also be aware of it. You should also, especially if you have kids, dude. It's not that you can just be excluded from the conversation because it hasn't affected you in this way. Because it'll affect your kids in this way. Or it already has affected your kids in this way. It's just something to be conscious of. And um, just because it's not directly affecting you, I think parents know better than anyone Even if it's not affecting you, you're already thinking about it because it could affect your kids. Anyway. So, um, what the fuck do I want to talk about? I want to do pros and cons, obviously. And I want to kind of do pros and cons of every app that I use, at least. So, let's just get into... Fuck it. Let's just get into, what, Twitter? Twitter. Twitter was one of the first apps that happened. Twitter was one of the first um, real social media platforms that is still relevant today. Because you had the MySpace, you had the Tumblr, but none of those really matter today. So I'm not going to touch on those. I'm sure they had like great effects on people's lives, but they didn't really have one on mine. Um sadly it wasn't a tumblr girl it like hurts my heart a little bit that I wasn't um because I really wish I was and I think some part of me (laughs) is a little tumblr girl but um whatever twitter um for me present day it is 
my newsfeed. So the same way I equate Instagram to a magazine, I equate Twitter to like a newspaper. But it's obviously more candid and it's more interspersed with um, people's thoughts. Um, It's more social, less media. And we'll talk about why it's hard for me to stay on TikTok. Well, I kind of just gave it away. (laughs) The fuck? It's hard for me to stay on Twitter for long periods of time because of apps like TikTok that have made my attention span basically the size of a fucking squirrel. So (laughs) I can only be on Twitter like reading what's happening in people's brains for like 10 minutes tops and then I'm like physically drained I'm like this is too much um just show it to me yeah it's it's very bad but um nonetheless I have very little ill to speak on Twitter because for me it is more like a a news feed I get very many different perspectives on Twitter that aren't sugar-coated. And I think what's beautiful about Twitter not needing the media side is there isn't as much room for this facade, right? It's less imagery, more societal, just like conversation. It's just millions and millions of comments, essentially, and it's hard to, like, it's not that much media, okay? Did y'all catch that stutter? That was a good one, fuck. Anyway, um, the con that I could say about Twitter is that as much as it does give you that candid news, it can easily turn into fake news because it is just people's perspective, So it becomes more opinionated. But to that I say, what do you think Fox News is? Okay, what do you think CNN is? It's just a perspective. So it's like even the con of Twitter, I challenge it and I'm like, okay, but wherever else you're getting your news, it's also just a different side to the story. Like... Anything other than fact is just an opinion, right? I don't I don't fucking know where I'm going with this. I think I think I'm elaborating enough on this. Twitter's pro, I go to get the news. I know I go to get the news from the people. I go to get the news from someone that's not as heavily pushing an idea as someone on Fox News would be, right? Um, I go, I went there all of 2020 for, like, political updates and social injustices and just unrest. I went to Twitter. I always took to Twitter. When When the fucking Capitol storming happened, I took to Twitter, It was where I knew, and all you have to do is go to the search, search what you're looking for, and you can have thousands and thousands of tweets regarding the situation. 
And it's thousands and thousands of different perspectives. And that's what I like about Twitter. Is I'm not watching the news where they have someone behind a camera telling them what to say based on based on a certain perspective. And it's not like somewhere like Facebook where depending on who I follow and what I engage in is what story I'm going to get. Depending on what my algorithm looks like is dependent on what information I get. And that's why I think people on Facebook are so fucking clueless. But I digress. I'm going to stop shitting on Facebook. I I really am. I'm, that's the last I'm talking about it. Um, I think there is definitely an algorithm to Twitter. There is definitely a followed by, this tweet was liked by someone, you, fo- you know, whatever. But when you go to that search bar, and when I searched Capital Storming, it was every single perspective. It was every opinion. It was every angle. It was every fact, all at the same time. So that is why I like Twitter. Twitter is the modern day news for me. The con of it is it can easily turn into fake news, but again, we already kind of put that to rest, so whatever. Let's talk about Snapchat. I'm going to touch on this briefly because ain't nobody give a fuck about Snapchat. Snapchat to me is completely irrelevant. I think it doesn't add anything beneficial for me, and I don't even know what to compare it to because it's just Snapchat. It's unlike anything else, and I think that's why it's stood this long is because it's not emulating anything else but in that same regard it's not um it's not improving anything else i think it could be seen as like the text message is what it's maybe emulating um but then you have like stories and like advertisements at the bottom I don't fucking know. I barely get on Snapchat. I think it is pretty fucking irrelevant. I think it's where we introduced... This is the main con I have of Snapchat. Because I don't think it's inherently bad. Okay? I think it's unsafe for children. (laughs) I think if you're giving your children Snapchat, you need to wake the fuck up. Um... But, uh, I think it's not inherently bad if you're an adolescent to adult. Like, it's not, you can decide how much you want to use it. If you post on your story every day, that's great. If not, that's great. If you have the irrelevant streaks where you're sending the black screen with the red S every day, that's fine. Waste your time. I don't care. I think the app is completely irrelevant altogether, but that's just me. The con... (laughs) Let me get to the fucking con. Is that's where facial filters was born. I don't mean filters that make your picture all pretty and red or gray or whatever. I mean like facial altering filters. Now, obviously, everyone eventually picked it up. Instagram has their own. TikTok has their own variations of it. Um... Snapchat was where that was born, though. 
Snapchat was the place where people could lift up their phone, tap and scroll through different filters that makes their face, I think they kind of hit it well, because they have ones that make your face funny, and they have ones that make the background crazy, but then they have those really, really dangerous ones that alter your facial features. That's where that was born. So that's my biggest fucking con of Snapchat is I think it would have happened regardless because, again, everyone's just trying to sell you something on every single platform, but I digress. Um, It's just it helped further push that narrative that you're just not good enough. So here's a filter to make you pretty. Here's a filter to give you that nose job you can't afford. Here's a filter to change the color of your eyes. Here's a filter to smooth out your skin. Here's a filter to whiten your teeth. Here's a filter to... And it happens in real time. Because, like, I mean, the apps that change, the, the that can alter the complete photo, that's something in and of itself. Snapchat was the first social media platform, though, to be able to do it in real time, where it didn't really take that much effort. You could take the photo, change your features in one snap, and send it out. And it's like, the reaction you can get from it, I don't know. That's my biggest con of Snapchat. That's my biggest um, chip on my shoulder with Snapchat is that A, it's so fucking scary for kids and it's also just weird being a woman on Snapchat. I think though don't fucking quote me on this because I really don't know what I'm talking about here. Actually, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, Basically getting unwanted nudes I think that's becoming like a law somewhere. I should do more research on things before I just speak on them, but if that is the case, and if I'm not just making that up, that's beautiful. Because especially being a a woman on Snapchat, a straight presenting female, it is it's scary out there. You never know what you're going to open up to. You really don't. You really don't. You really don't. Shit's... I fucking hate Snapchat, okay? <laughs> I fucking hate it. I think it's... Whatever. <laughs> I said I was going to touch on that briefly, and here I am. Let's move on. TikTok. I have so much to say about this, so just buckle up, okay? When TikTok first came out, I thought it was the stupidest shit. I thought, okay, here we go. Musical.ly 2.0. I did this when I was 13. The lip syncing, the dancing, whatever. We've seen it before. No. I was wrong. I was wrong. I don't think TikTok is as bad as people think it is. Genuinely, I don't. I think that it toes the line. It is a slippery slope between being real shitty and real productive. Okay, it is like that perfect medium, I swear to God. But the biggest thing is you being able to set your boundary with it. TikTok will, like, use and abuse you if you don't decide, like, when it's productive and when it's not for you. 
the thing that I hate about, let's just get into the cons of TikTok. Cons of TikTok are, it made my attention span shit. I, when the three minute video came out, they, it helped me. But now I get like a minute in and I'm like, baby girl, hurry the fuck up. What are we, what are we doing? I definitely think that feature is not meant for everyone, but I digress. Made my attention span shit. Um, it's also so addictive, especially when it's 60 seconds, because every single video is different. The algorithm is so spot on on TikTok. I mean, it has its faults, and it favors people, it favors ideas, it favors skin color. I don't, I'm not shying away from that fact, but it's the best out of all the other options. If you just compare TikTok to Instagram for five seconds, you know what I'm talking about. Instagram, even Twitter, you're constantly seeing who you follow or who someone is someone that, like, someone of someone you follow TikTok is just anyone, anywhere, at any time, doing doing God knows what. It is so random, and yet it's so spot on. Like, no video, there are some videos on TikTok that I'm like, okay, I don't care to see that. But most everything that I'm seeing is something that caters to me in a very different way. And that is so genius and so productive, yet so dangerous, all at the same time. I, I, I commend TikTok. I mean, that shit is crazy. It's crazy how well they designed that app. I, I'm, I don't mean to be sitting here sucking TikTok's dick or anything, but Jesus, it's, it's crazy how it suck, it can just suck people in. Truly. Let me get to the... Oh, I guess I was already talking about the cons. Huh. The con for me is that... If you get onto the wrong side of TikTok, then it can become not productive at all. I think what's so hard about explaining TikTok is it's different for everyone because there's so much content and so everyone's algorithm is different everyone's algorithm is catered to them in very very specific ways so it's like the cons for me may not be the cons for you and the pros for me may not be the pros for you but I think it's just, it's just crazy, okay? Because it can get the word out about so many things. There are issues that I had, that I was completely oblivious to, that I now have a better understanding of. Um, I saw a video of a Muslim woman being bombarded by hundreds of men on the nas- on some national day uh, because she wasn't wearing a hijab. It was 
the scariest shit. And I, I will never be in that woman's shoes. I will never have to deal with what she's dealing with. But from the other side of my screen, in my safe little bubble, I was so fucking terrified for her. I'm getting emotional. It was so heartbreaking. And it's more heartbreaking that when you turn on Fox News for fucking America, all you see is the the terror from them for us not the terror that they face on their own and places like tiktok if you stumble across a video like that your whole perspective of the world can change within 60 fucking seconds and i think that's fucking crazy and so strong I watched that video and I couldn't believe my fucking eyes. I, it was just, that was the worst part of the video for me was watching. It was one woman, one woman without a hijab. And I'm, I'm not kidding. Hundreds and hundreds of men surrounding her. Ooh, hmm, hmm. And then it was like, it was like just a reel. And then there was a, another woman, and it was the same thing. The only difference was there was only one man, and he was protecting her. Out of the many in the crowd, there was one. But in the first, in the first reel, there was... No one fucking, ugh. And from over here, in my little white American fucking bubble, I would have never, from what's portrayed in the media, I would have never, ever, I mean, I I, I think I understand, I, I would have thought that I would understand that it is bad for women over there. But I was just so oblivious to it. Because why why would I have that knowledge otherwise? Right? I think what places like TikTok does is it... And I think that's why it made the government so uncomfortable in 2020. <laughs> I think that's why it was almost taken down. And here we go into my fucking conspiracies. But... That's what it does is it just shows so many different perspectives all the time. And it gives you a way bigger story than some of us have ever seen in a matter of 60 seconds. It can change a person's entire perspective. It can change the entire narrative and it can show you the more true one. And don't get me wrong. I do think there are plenty of like stipulations and things that are covered and There are still so many truths that we don't know. But I give, I think I have so much respect for TikTok. And I give so much kudos to TikTok because it really does just show you everything. Everything. From the dumbest shit in the world. 
to the most serious shit in the world. All within a matter of 60 seconds. All within a matter of two minutes from watching one video to the next. It is... And it's like a marketing ploy to keep you interested. Because if it was constantly the heaviest shit in the world, no one would be on it. So it's like dumb shit interspersed with real shit. It is the most, I mean, it is genius. It's genius. (laughs) I need to like stop, but I think the cons are... Um, if the algorithm doesn't favor you, then what importance you have does get lost. Um, but I think that, I just think TikTok is doing a better job than any other platform ever. Ever. Even from its, like, community guidelines to, like, what can be said and what can't be said and what can be done. Like, it's just, from, like, hate comments and shit, it's just, it it's doing so much better than any other fucking app. And that's all I have to say about TikTok. I'm going to stop. I'm going to get off of it. <laughs> but I do think it, it toes the line between being very productive and very unproductive because if you don't get onto the side of TikTok where you're seeing very important videos like that, then it will be all dumb shit. Mine shows me those things because I rewatched the video three times because I can't believe my fucking eyes. And I go through the comments and I'm like, is this fucking real? Why the fuck is this happening? What is going on? And why has no one told me? Why is this not being put on CNN? Why does no one care about this? So, I get those videos. I also think it's hard, though, in the space of spirituality. There's a lot of... It's just very gatekeepy, okay? I'm just gonna say it. The creators on TikTok that are mostly spiritual are very gatekeepy. I hate to I hate to be the one to say it, but it is true. Um I think it does a real unhealthy job of making it seem um I think it's at least for me it's better. My algorithm is better. I have more truthful um spiritual people on there who let you know like it doesn't really fucking like the video I talked about in the last episode it doesn't matter if you put your crystals out if you're not getting in tune with your body then it really doesn't matter what other superficial shit you're doing um I now have videos like that because my algorithm understands that I want to see that but if you don't and it becomes very unhealthy and it becomes very gatekeepy. And if you if you don't care to see the hard in the world, then it's not going to show it to you. Right? So I think it's all up to the person. If you can use TikTok to your advantage, if you can use TikTok to only aid you in your understanding on the world, um 
your spirituality while doing your own research. I need to make that key here. I mean, TikTok is not end-all be-all truth, but it helps you be at least exposed to it when otherwise, if you're on Instagram or Facebook or you're watching the news, it would all seem irrelevant on those platforms and you would never even have the possibility of seeing it. I think it's up to us. Like, when I start to get on TikTok and my algorithm is starting to go to shit and I'm seeing more and more videos that I don't care about, I get off of it. Because I'm like, hey, TikTok, I already know you're watching me. Okay, I used to have a big issue with that. I used to be very weirded out by that. But now I'm just using you to my advantage. You're either going to give me the videos I want or I'm getting off of your app. So show me the videos I want to see. Show me the videos that are catered to me. I don't, I, I'm over the dumb shit today. I've, I have not seen a TikTok dance in so long. I've never... Addison Ray has never popped up on my For You page because I don't watch shit like that. As soon as TikTok shows me anything of the sort, I'm like, baby girl, I don't care. <laughs> baby girl, you got me all wrong. And it's like understanding TikTok before she understands you. I think is where we have to, I think that's why it toes the line for me. Because if you don't get off of it when you can see your, al- your algorithm is becoming less like you and you're seeing less and less things that matter to you, if you're not able to get off of it, then it becomes completely unproductive. And it becomes just like the other apps. So I think it's solely dependent on the person. And I, that's why I wanted to make sure everyone knew that like my pros are not going to be your pros and my cons are not going to be your cons. Because the algorithm is so vast that it is just different for everyone. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop talking about TikTok. Pinterest. I know you're probably thinking, oh, this white bitch, of course she likes Pinterest. Ba da ba 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 It's completely opposite for me from Twitter in the fact that it's no social, all media. It is where I go, it's the first platform that I will go starting my day. We'll get into all the things that I do to try and keep myself um, within these healthy guidelines for social media, and one of them is not getting on my phone in the morning, but the first one that I do venture to is Pinterest because it's so easy. It's so easy. It's so beautiful. (laughs) All it is, is pretty pictures. Inspiring quotes. Pottery videos. And tattoos. And recipes. It is my favorite platform. I know I love TikTok, but it, it requires me to be more present. Because I have to be able to say, okay, TikTok, I don't want to see this anymore, whatever. Pinterest, in that same regard, has a beautiful algorithm for me. It knows that I want to see tattoos. It knows that I want to see pottery videos. It knows I want to see different haircuts, hairstyles, hair colors. It knows I want to see positive quotes. It knows me. (laughs) 
and it knows that I just want the easy. I just want to see pretty aesthetic pictures without a username tag to it. I want to see pretty aesthetic pictures without likes tied to it. I want to see pretty aesthetic pictures without the pressure. Okay, that's what makes Pinterest different for me. So you can sit here and say, oh, I'm sure you have that judgment where it's like, of course you like Pinterest. Pinterest is so fucking easy. It is the most beautifully designed app. The only con that I could say about Pinterest is that if you are easily discouraged Okay, and you are going through and it's all pretty and you're saving pins and you're like recipes I want to try, tattoos I want to take a spin on, um, haircuts I want, or for me, you know, pottery things I want to make. And then you go through or like rooms and like decor that you want to do, DIYs, all the dumb, all the shit, okay? And then you go to your pins and you see that you haven't done any of them. Okay, that is because I had to play devil's advocate. I fucking love Pinterest and this doesn't happen for me, but I could see it happening. I could see it being like, okay, but I haven't ever done this workout routine. I haven't ever tried to make any of these recipes. I... You know, I've wanted to dye my hair this color for months, and I haven't done it. I could see that being a problem of Pinterest. But it's not for me. So, um, yeah, I just, I had to play devil's advocate there because there is a con to Pinterest. I could see that happening, everything being too perfect, too aesthetic. But then, I mean, what do you call Instagram, right? So, there you go. I love Pinterest. It's all media, no social. I don't know who's posting it. I don't know who's liking it. I don't know how many followers they have, and I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I love Pinterest, and I will either make that pot or I won't. I will dye my hair this color or I won't. I will get that tattoo or I won't. I will make the recipe or I won't. I will do the workout or I won't. Either way, it looked pretty on the feed. I might want to try it. And if I don't, I don't fucking care. Because the next time I get on Pinterest, or if I just scroll to the top, I have a whole new feed of insanely new beautiful pictures. So, Pinterest to me is just ideas. And it is like the pinnacle for someone like me. For the boundaries that I want in social media, if I just want the easy, if I just want, I want no challenges for the day, I want no fucking comparison for the day, I could see it happening though, I go to Pinterest. So, call me a crazy white lady for loving Pinterest, but baby girl, I don't care because I love that app. Thank you. Next, I want to kind of touch on YouTube too. I wasn't going to do that, but the more I got to thinking about it, the more I started to understand that it definitely is a form of social media. And um, I think it's crazy because 
in a way, YouTube is so nice. Like, as much as, you know, it it's different growing up with social media, it is so fucking easy growing up with YouTube. I could YouTube anything. I can YouTube anything and figure out how to do it. If I, if I buy some random Ikea thing and I lose the instructions, if I look it up on YouTube, I could figure out how to do it. There would be a video that would translate it from the Russian instructions to the English ones. I've never done it, but I'm sure it's there. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's there. If the TV to my remote breaks, I can look up the exact remote and how to fix it. And I guarantee you there will be a video. There is something for everything on YouTube, and it has saved my ass. When I had to learn how to change a tire and no one was with me, when I had to learn how to set up my espresso machine and no one was with me, when I was looking up what espresso machine to buy, I'm telling you, it has everything. Everything. So that is my number one pro for YouTube is that it is the just, it's the how-to. It is the life manual. <laughs> it is such a fucking godsend. And everyone who uploads something that doesn't seem like it's relevant in the moment, and it turns out being relevant for someone, kudos to you. Kudos to you for adding to the glorious fucking how-to manual. Thank you. You are, you. this is America. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't know what that means. Anyway, um, con. I think that's where influencers were birthed, okay? That is where the idea of a influencer slash celebrity slash just public figure, that's where it started. Um, obviously, that's not where celebrity started. But that is where the new take on celebrity started, okay? Um... Yeah, where people go, they vlog, they show you, you know, every type of, every step in their life, to the candles they're buying, to the cleaning they're doing, to their skincare routine, to to people who, like, stream, so, like, gamers, who show you, like, Everything they're doing on a video game. Not only are you not playing a video game, you're watching someone else play their video game and talk about it. It's like, it's, YouTube is so many things, so many things. And I think that its only con is that it, um, if you're going on there to try and be the next influencer, if you're going on there to try and show your life and people end up not caring, then I mean a lot of self-doubt could set in, right? I want to touch briefly on Facebook and the like. I watched a documentary called The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix. You should watch it. It made me turn off all my notifications, and it made me set timers for my apps. It is what taught me that the algorithm is so fucking weird. Um, it is a very eye-opening documentary, um, and I'll touch more on the things that I do to set boundaries for myself later, but Facebook created the like. That's where it started. 
Um, and what I will say is one of that's one of the biggest issues from for in this space. For every single app, they all have their version of the like. Some even have a dislike. Okay. Um, I see the intention. Okay, it was the intention was to say, hey, I like this post. Hey, I appreciate what you're doing here. You look real good in this picture. You are killing it, you know. I like what you're doing. It was meant as a positive reinforcement from from friends and family. That's what the intention was, right? And it so easily showed its dark side right the intention was there sure but if the intention is missed and it gets carried in a different way then does intention really ever matter okay and i i have conflicting thoughts about what i just said because i do think intention matters but uh, i digress intention was there yes and it was picked up And it just kind of showed all of us how much damage the like can do. Um, For people and impressionable fucking 13-year-olds who get on ice ice cream. What? (laughs) What? Who get on Instagram and are like, oh, I got 20 likes on this picture of me with uh, pigtails. For me... I think the craziest ones are when it's like, oh, I got 300 likes on this picture of my ass out. I got 100 of me doing what I actually like doing. Let that fucking sit in. I'm going to pause for dramatic effect. The likes so easily went from what it was intended to be, which is just, I like this picture. Okay? turned into like they like this for me i have to give them this i have to be this person i have to wear this i have to show them this or else i'm not relevant or else i don't get as many likes and not as many likes means i'm not as cool i'm not as this i'm not as relevant i'm not as aesthetically pleasing whatever the fucking case may be okay it's it's all horseshit but you know I think that is one of the biggest cons of social media is how inclusive it can be, but yet how not inclusive it can be. What is it? Exclusive? I feel like that's just the opposite of what I'm trying to say. There's, inc- it's, there's so much inclusivity and there's so much not. <laughs> It is a place for anyone can log on. Anyone can create account for whatever their reason is. And it's like, at that same time, so many people leave and log off their accounts feeling so discouraged. The amount of lives social media's presence has taken is... A very serious fucking topic. 
that deserves to be discussed. I don't think I have enough knowledge to touch on it, but I will say that I definitely am aware it's a thing. It's one of the biggest cons that come from this space. And that's why I think it's so different having a perspective of someone who grew up with it is because the amount of people it's affected, young people, young women especially, it's, ex- it's affected to the point where it leads to death that's that is powerful that is dangerously powerful and I would watch um, the social dilemma on Netflix they talk about statistics on it and the rise the fall the everything um so I would go there for that but just This is a social media episode. This isn't, um, you know, for the most part, social media is superficial. And yet it has such an official presence in so many people's lives. And it takes such a, I mean, it, it, it has such an effect that it is worth noting it is more than worth noting it's something we should all be just shouting from the fucking rooftops that none of it matters and so that is why i recently made the decision i think i figured it out okay i'm not completely sure if i know what i'm doing but i made the decision to turn off my likes and comments on instagram I know it's like saying it out loud is so fucking awesome because I'm just I didn't know you could do that I think it's so awesome that you can I think it should be talked about more um and I'm gonna be totally transparent here when I first thought about doing it I was like no as if they meant something right um as if they as if they held actual weight in my life. I was, like, weary in doing it. I was timid around the idea. I was like, ah, should I even do this, you know? And then I thought about it, and I was like, why the fuck wouldn't I? What value does it hold? Right? Like, it's so so fucking superficial and it's one of the biggest like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode it is Instagram is my biggest downfall it's my it's where I go to have my god complex and it's just it makes me question myself which I don't do anywhere else so therefore I have turned off the likes and comments. I don't really know how it works. I don't know if I won't. I think it's I won't know how many likes or comments I get. Um, It could be nobody knows at all. It could be you can't like it at all. 
I, I'm not sure the logistics. I haven't posted since. But, um, I still like Instagram. I still, you know, it's not something that I want to just get off of altogether. Because I do think it's a really good place for business. It's a really good place to sell something. It's, it genuinely is. And it's also, I find, I get a lot of joy when I post a picture that I like. Okay, when I have a really fire outfit on, I do want to take pictures in the moment. But I also like the creative aspect of like, taking just snapshots in time and making them really um, easy on the eyes and just there's something really artistic about it it's when you add the likes and comments and followers and um standard behind it that that art becomes really just dark so i'll keep posting on instagram but my likes and comments will be off and i'm really fucking excited about it actually so i kind of wanted to roll that into the things that i'm that i've changed um, about my presence on social media and just the little things I'm doing so that I have a healthier relationship to it. That is the number one. That is the biggest step I've ever taken, which is just turning off the likes and comments, understanding that they have no real value in my life. So, um, what the fuck is the point? You know, if a comment, if someone wants, has something productive to say, they would DM me. Okay. So, there's that. Um, the other thing from Social Dilemma, the documentary, is I turned off my notifications. They explain it um, in, you know, a way better way, but it's just basically a way for the app to get you onto the app. That's all, that's all it wants is your engagement. It wants you to see the notification and feel some type of way about it, wonder who tagged you in that photo, who liked the photo, who commented on your post, what they commented, you know, what picture it was, all the, all the superficial shit. They want you back on the app surfing under the possibility that you could buy something, okay? Um, whether it's a product or an idea, I, you know, you know the drill with that. So I turned off my notifications. I don't get any notifications from TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. If I want to be on the app, I make the decision. The app is not pulling me in. The app is not dragging me into it. I make the conscious decision. I am now getting on social media. So have your guard up, right? Um, The other thing is I set timers. I have a timer set for Instagram. I only have 30 minutes on that fucking app. Between my real one and my spam, I have 30 minutes because it's just been that unhealthy for me that that's all I can really stomach um, without falling into the trap of being unconscious. Just unconsciously scrolling and doing what the app wants me to do. So, Instagram gets 30 minutes and I have Snapchat on for 30 minutes because what I used to do was surf through stories not giving a shit what was actually happening on them, but just something to do. 
just something to lives to digest that were not my own. That's big. So I set a timer for 30 minutes. I have 30 minutes to answer a Snapchat, which I hardly get because I never reply on them. I just, I don't get them anymore because I don't talk on there. I have 30 minutes to take pictures on Snapchat, which is my favorite place to take photos, but, or at least selfies, because I can't stand how I look with the inverted, and that's a whole nother self-imposter fucking syndrome that we could cover, but anyway, (laughs) shit, and then I have 30 minutes to look at, you know, collectively, all of those things combined, look at stories, maybe touch on a news media site, maybe take a selfie, maybe answer a Snapchat, or maybe never even use the entire timer. Twitter, I don't have a timer for it, um, because again, TikTok ruined my attention span. (laughs) So I can really only be on there for 10 to 20 minutes before I get bored of reading. It's a real, it's a real bad, it's a real bad habit, but, um, I don't really need one for Twitter, so I don't have one on Twitter. The notifications are off, though. Um, TikTok, I don't have one. TikTok, I don't have one because, again, I have to always be aware of what I'm ingesting on that app. So the second I don't like something, I've trained myself to go, okay, if the next video and the next video after that is also something I don't give a shit about, I'm getting off because I'm no longer enjoying it. Um... Because I know TikTok is all algorithm. That's all it is. So, um, yeah. If I get 50 videos in a row that I really am enjoying, dispersed between very serious, very funny, very informative, then I'm staying on it for 50 videos at a time. It's, it is what it is. Um, but if I'm con- if I'm seeing, like, five dances in a row, then, like, a skit that I really don't care about, um, then I'm getting off. Because I don't care anymore. You lost my attention, TikTok. Do better. <laughs> Pinterest, I don't have a timer for Pinterest. Pinterest has my heart, so I would never want a timer on my baby like that. Um, she's not unhealthy to me. She's not, I don't have a toxic relationship with her. We have a very healthy situation happening. So I don't, you know, no, no issue there. Um, what else? Facebook? I don't ever, I don't even get on there. So I don't need a timer to tell me to get off. I don't want to be on there in the first place. (laughs) Um, I need to get ready for work. I need to head out the dough, but... What now? What now? What do I want to leave you with? I want to leave you with thinking about turning off your notifications. I want to leave you with thinking about turning on timers. Whether your timer is two hours or 20 minutes, um, it will give you some real insight on how often you're on the app, how unhealthy of an addiction you have to it. Um, And just think about your presence on the apps, really. Think about what you're digesting every single day. For this generation, we, there is not a day that I go without getting on social media. And if it is, it's because I'm challenging myself not to. 
I'm like having to be so present that I don't just click on Instagram because I have nothing to do. That I'm not just on Twitter surfing for news. Social media is so very inclusive. It's so very social. That 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 bleh, that, that can become its own demise. Like that is is that the right word demise? I feel like that means death. I don't know though. Here's me using words I don't know what they mean. Also, my neighbor is mowing. So you might hear that. Sorry. Yeah, what now? Set the timer. Turn off your notifications. And just be more present with yourself. It's so easy to turn yourself off and go on surfing mode. Um, What are the pros and cons of each app to you? Um, Especially ones like... Especially ones like TikTok where... um, The pros and cons are going to be different for literally everyone. I just think we have to do better. If we want it to change, we have to change it ourselves. Because these apps are completely dependent on whether or not we get on them. That's, That's the only power they have over us. So... It's merely about, we can't change the app itself. I mean, I'm sure we can. But it that starts with changing what it looks like to you. We can't just create a whole revolution without, like, making changes on ourselves. That really doesn't, that really wouldn't translate, that wouldn't look good for our revolution if we're trying to change the app but yet we like we keep going back to it like a toxic relationship baby girl (laughs) um yeah this is a social media episode i really have to go to work it has already been an hour (laughs) you know me when i get to talking anyway um be more present with yourself Set the fucking timer. Turn off your likes and comments. Because who fucking cares? Who who fucking cares? Who really gives a shit? Is that the whole reason you're posting? And if it is, you have a bigger question. Be in the phase of your life where you say, Hey, I want to do more meaningful things than surf the internet all day i want to be worth more than the likes than the likes i have on this picture okay it's so hard especially when we grew up with it when i got on instagram when i was fucking 13 and learned all this like toxicity of you know, what our life is supposed to look like, what our bodies are supposed to look like, what our teeth are supposed to look like, what our life, what our organization is supposed to look like. All I really ask is that you allow yourself to be a human instead of robot, okay? 
On the topic of being human, before I close this out, I do want to say that I will be leaving links in the show notes um, for aid, aiding Muslim women. And it's a serious topic that makes me so fucking emotional, and it should make you emotional too. Um, so I'll be leaving links for that in the description, something we should definitely talk about, and definitely a video that we shouldn't skip, um, letting our algorithm know that we don't give a fuck, we should be giving a fuck, and, um, so yes, I'll have links for that down there, um, I want to say thanks for all the fucking feedback that I've been getting, it's so, so sweet, and I just get every time someone that I used to know, someone from a past life that listens, I'm like, thank you, I appreciate it. I know these episodes are really fucking long, but when I get passionate, I get passionate. And um, I'm just thankful for the feedback. I'm thankful for people listening and challenging themselves and asking themselves the hard questions. So thank you for being here. Thanks for listening thus far. Check out the links. Seriously, check out the links. Set the timers, do the damn thing, be a human, not a robot, and um, yes, thank you for being here, the Faces Podcast. Come back next week, fuckers. Bye!